Welcome to Condo Comrades, a podcast about the life-changing magic of tidying up and all other things in the Marie Kondo universe, the Kondoverse. I'm your host, Eric Kaoli. I'm with here, um, I'm here with this guy, Kenneth Deakins. What's up? Yo, that's me. Um, I gotta say that was not your best intro. <laughs> no, I, I gotta say we're both awful at this. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, can't, but... I, I, I was just editing the episode from last week and I... I'm just like you like do this intro. I'm just like, hey, <laughs> yeah. I was I was I was low energy, low energy Jeb. Um, I imagine that you zone out because my intros and in other podcasts we've done have typically been very long. Yeah, it's, and, it's true. And I I and you never know where it ends. So I figure you get caught by surprise and you don't have anything yeah. prepared well, by the, the time well, I throw usually, it back to you. Well, usually you say something that's, like, obviously preposterous, and, like, I have to comment on it. And so these mm-hmm. these, these tamer tamer ones are sort of, I mean, condoverse, but... Yeah. See, this would be a lot easier if it was just me and you weren't here, and <laughs> we could avoid this whole thing. We could, we could avoid the awkward intro, and we could avoid um, talking to each other. Yeah. I mean, it's it. That would be the ideal podcast. Yeah, I mean, we should really just record our parts separately and then put them <laughs> together. Can you just say like every word in the alphabet, and then I can I can work with that. <laughs> so, I uh, my my segue from there is that that Marie Kondo doesn't have this problem because she doesn't have to work with a partner for her show. She has that. She has that assistant though yeah the, who helps her she with has, everything she's assistant i think also who translates for her sometimes um slash gives her cover from, from calling these people clowns i think <laughs> yeah because i i imagine that um the the translator is not a- usually like a hundred percent accurate in what <laughs> what she's she's relaying like marie kondo is actually saying oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i i, I wonder if her, marie interacting with americans is a very different experience from her traditional interactions with with her japanese clients i would i would i would imagine in some in some sense it is different but i don't i mean i would watch the japanese version of this show yeah i think i think i would still enjoy that maybe even more yeah all right where are we where are we going with this we wanted to talk about real quick before we get into our apologies from from the previous episode you we wanted to talk about we were kind of mixing up the conmarie method the, the name Con Marie with Marie Kondo, if you wanted to talk about that. Yeah, well, specifically I was, and I was going to apologize about that. I think once or twice in the last episode, I referred to Marie Kondo as Con Marie. I also a couple times said her name too fast, and it said Kondo instead of Kondo. I'd like to apologize to her about that. Um, but I'd also like you to apologize for me, because I was supposed to be, you know, the, the doofus who didn't know anything. And you're supposed to be the expert who, who sort of taught me the ways of of Marie Kondo and how, and how to clean and how to be tidy and all that, all that <laughs> shit. And instead you're, you're just been a doofus too. I'm, you're supposed to be the jelly car and I'm supposed to be whoever that other dude was. Cause she had the podcast. With. 
So are are you mad that I just let everything slide? Yeah, yeah. You're you're supposed to be you're supposed to be like uh, I feel I feel like the expert plus the newbie is like the classic the classic way to do things because it's sort of like okay this newbie represents me and I can I can think about them um, and yeah that 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 would be the ideal dynamic but I'm not actually an expert maybe just slightly less clueless than yeah you. I think I think that became apparent when he told me you hadn't read the book <laughs> just the manga. <laughs> I, I, I realized that was deep shit and, and really <laughs> yeah that, it's very much the equivalent of reading the the cliff notes the spark notes and <laughs> i imagine it's some, like you dragon didn't... ball z shit too and there's just like <laughs> you didn't react to that in the last episode when i said it but now i was like okay i guess we're just gonna pass over that oh, I've, I've just been it was like there's... so preposterous that like i didn't <laughs> I didn't know how to comment. I just felt like stewing on it. I really thought we could get past the judgment on that and that um, you would never bring back those receipts. <laughs> those, those receipts have been, have been, those are like framed on my wall currently. And every day they bring me joy. <laughs> okay, so we'll just make it clear. The person is Marie Kondo and her, her method is often shortened to KonMari, um, the, the, the method referring to the specific way that she cleans or she tidies homes. And I think it's also, they might call it like her her folding technique is maybe the KonMari folding yeah. technique. It's good. It's good branding. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a sweet word. That's part of, that's part of why I think I was, because I think what happened was there was a tweet, the tweet that referred to it. Uh, uh-huh. um, I was like, oh man, we can, we can say that. And I was like, that's a really cool th- It's like so much fun to say, come Marie. Um, but then yeah. I, and I realized afterwards that like maybe her haters weren't like totally the people I should be trusting on accurate information about how to respectfully <laughs> refer to her. Um, yeah. What's also great about it is it can, uh, the, the word con Marie could also be used as a verb, which is how I mostly mm. see people. Like they say, oh, I con read my wardrobe or my books. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's really there's lots of, there's lots of great branding around in the condo verse. There's, I mean the there's the spark joy phrase. Um, there's she's always wearing these clean white outfits, clean and simple. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed this yet, and I mean she's just immediately recognizable. Yeah, she. I mean. I definitely recognize her when I watch the show. <laughs> the the her titular show. <laughs> I mean, it's not, I mean, I I watched Old Yeller and I couldn't figure out who Old Yeller was. <laughs> like, okay, this Spider-Man. is Spider Man. This is like, only which, which one of these is Spider Man. This is very loosely related. Do you know the film um, Stoker? I don't. Is it wait wait? Is it about Bram Stoker's Dracula? Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> like, I, I was an hour and a half into this movie called Stoker, um, and it was it was takes place in modern times, and it's actually just a thriller with like a murderer in it. And I was like, "Where is the goddamn vampire?" That's really funny, and it, it never happened. Maybe the vampire was you all along. Oh, okay. So, 
we're we're already developing content that we'll be apologizing for in episode three. So uh, let's get into our another apology that we had to do from the last one, which was I don't know how we missed this because we each each episode of this podcast that we're doing is going to cover an episode of uh, the the life changing magic of tidying up on Netflix and. So naturally, in our inaugural one, we covered the first episode, but there was a really important section that we just skipped over. And why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, yeah. So this was, this was um like after this was like near the end after hey they had been tidying for a while and things were a lot better. Um, and I've already the friends already already forgot it. Yeah, the friend family. And what was it yeah. was Kevin. I remember Kevin. Um, <laughs> and Rachel. And Rachel. Rachel was talking about how um like it's been sexy since um since 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 they tidied up and and kind of was like americans are so weird <laughs> we- <laughs> which um, it w- yeah it was like a really weird moment it really was um and i think i was it was like a little uncomfortable <laughs> i would yeah first first of all don't don't bring up sex around in in our um <laughs> around our um I, I don't know how how we want to des- describe her our our pure Marie Kondo mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is it was a very weird moment to be like get into this like like um I don't know it was most, mostly the husband making the comments right I thought I thought Kevin. it was both of them but I. I, I thought it was like, I thought it was like the wife and uh, I don't know, but um yeah, it was very odd. They were talking about how their sex life had improved since they started cleaning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. I think I think they both talked about it, but it was definitely like it wasn't. It wasn't that it was. It was also that like she was sexier. Um, like she definitely felt sexier, and it was like, um, it was it felt a little bit uncomfortable that like. I think I think I think there's like two ways to read it. Like one, like there was like, and I think is is the nicer reading for them is that um, there was all this underlying tension and stress from the state of the house that was causing them to like sort of their relationship to fray, and sort of um, tidying up had had released a lot of that tension and stress, um, and sort of this was one of the ways. But then the other way is sort of that like by cleaning and tidying she had become like more of a woman um which is and that that was sexy uh and I, I, I yeah that was kind of like that was something that we were reading was implied by the by the husband yeah and and i, I mean as, as i was talking a little bit with like gender roles which are very which i think are very apparent in this show like how how people view them and like especially in like the first episode like when things are untidy whose job is it to fix it it was it was sort of like one of the things that really brought that up and made us uncomfortable yeah, I think just the way it was presented was kind of scummy. And it is it is like a weird thing. <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to be like, hey, stranger, thanks for helping us tidy up. And by tidy up I mean bone again. And it was like, all right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not here for yeah, this. Don't 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 bring up boning around Marie. I mean, Kondo. don't bring up boning around me you know? if I've just like if we're talking if I'm like, hey, I'll help you pick up some stuff. And afterwards, you like say thanks. I'm really excited to have sex now. I'd just be like, "Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is this is not. I'm not here for this." 
Yeah, I don't, I don't need to hear. I don't know. I don't want to hear bone in this situation. Yeah. Any? Do you think that that is definitely something that happens in the American version of the show and not in the Japanese? I I, I would I would guess that seems extremely true. <laughs> I mean, I'm not an expert on on Japanese culture, but my understanding is that that is not something they talk about to, to, um, I would say, partial strangers. We really had it out for the friend family. Yeah. I mostly, mostly Kevin. I was was also not crazy about Rachel saying the word babe all the time. Babe. Did you? Did you see that tweet about um, the the rate of divorce among millennials or just the rate of divorce is inversely proportional to the amount of times you and your partner call each other? <laughs> That's really funny. Are, are um, um, you and Claire babesayers? Um, so f- f- Claire, sometimes when she gets mad at me, she, co- she goes, okay, dude. And I try, I, I try to revenge calling her babe, and I did it like three times before. I was like, I can't do this. I was just like, this feels so awful. It's yeah, you can't, re- you can't revenge babe. It's, um, it's I can't, I, I can't. It's just don't do it. Just say it out of the word babe. No, I mean I'm all right with it. I'm but... not. <laughs> I'm not all right with the word babe. Well. So, like, a lot of names that you you can throw out there, like, pet names, babe, like, you can throw that at the end of something you're saying to soften whatever you're, you're presenting. So, it's like, it's like, yeah, I'm saying something that might not be the nicest, but know that there's, I don't know that I'm thinking of this relationship behind it. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping here. I mean, I feel like the the thing to do is to start off with, I love you very much, but true. That works a lot. Yeah. I I feel like, I feel like when that's really what you want to present, that's like, you got to be careful with that too. Cause that can be kind of condescending. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's hard. I mean, but I mean, I, I will say it really depends on the person. And while I do not, I'm not crazy about the word babe. If if you and your partner feel good about that, then you do you. And um, it's like a, a case by case. Yeah, I, I, thing, or, I mean, obviously, your your mileage may vary on babe. Like you, you can't. We'll just say this though that you can't use it as um as a revenge thing or as <laughs> or you can't you can't put too much emphasis on the the first B. You can't go babe. Babe. Yeah. It's not going to work like that. Like, you know, maybe we should just leave the segment I, I, behind I, us. <laughs> I think we started off in like a productive, useful place and we've ended up in, in perhaps our worst content to date. <laughs> Which is saying a lot. We produce a lot of awful content. Um, okay, let's talk about what tidying we've done then instead. Yeah. Lately, I guess we'll make this a segment. Yeah, because oh, that means we need a name we, for it. Um. Yes, unfortunately, it does mean that. I figured we would we'd spend a bit of today coming up with names for the things that we talk about. Um, tidy does it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I want to do this segment because I feel like 
it's it's I, I wanted to like recap the show, but also I wanted to be like, hey, here's some of the stuff I've been doing. And by yeah, probably show recaps are kind of kind of terrible, but we're doing that anyway, and so we're this is our way to make it less terrible by <laughs> injecting our own terrible personalities into it. So I have. I've been doing a bit of tidying that is not actually tidying in that it's not anything that um, Marie Kondo would be talking about in any of her books. But lately I've been doing a lot of shoveling because it's been just dumping snow out here in the Midwest. How about up there? Um, I mean, it's been a little bit of snow, but I, oh, it was... I don't have to shovel, which is nice. Yeah. Being a homeowner is awful. Like, Yesterday, I woke up and I had to go get a haircut. And before I could do that, I had to shovel about like around like four to six inches of snow off of our driveway. And that was okay. I was fine with that. And then I woke up this morning and there was another six to eight inches that I had. And these take like an hour to an hour and a half to do it because you got to do your driveway. You got to do your clean off your cars and then you got to do the sidewalks. Yep. I was not happy. I remember shoveling as a kid. It it is awful. It is like a terrible thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's like I live in an apartment building and there's there's twenty apartments in it. Um, and so that's it's like probably it's like a mix. Uh, it's probably like forty ish people. Um, and then I think we have we have a super who shovels, but it's like who has to shovel like the sidewalk in front of it. But it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like 10 feet by like 20 feet. So when it snows, he probably shovels it in like 20 minutes or something. And it's just like, if you think about it, it's like there's like 40 people and only only one guy has to shovel. And like, it's just way better. It's way more efficient. Way less shoveling. Way less people have to shovel. Like everyone has a huge price to pay to live in the house. And I'm I'm glad I'm not paying it. Oh yeah, and I I ran into some other bullshit this weekend, other than the snow bullshit. Just an hour before recording, my dryer crapped oh, out. Oh no! Was in the, I, thankfully it was the last load of stuff I was doing for the weekend, and I could just hang those up and and dry the few items that weren't completely dry. But it just is not turning on. So yeah, yeah. Fuck owning a house. Fuck, I fuck mean, dryers. I don't, fuck. I, don't, I go to the laundromat, which kind of sucks. It's I. I wish I had a dryer, but at least I got to talk to the the people who work at the laundromat. They're they're cool. I remember one time. Oh, you got it. Um, they're all getting blazed in the back room, and it was it was cracking me up. You actually have like a a, a relationship with your the people at your yeah, laundromat. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, like it's, it's not been much a long of one, time, but. I like uh-huh. talk to talk to some of the ladies who work there. Sometimes they're chill. That's nice. But that that was definitely There's... the highlight is when they were all getting blazed in the back room, and I had to ask one of them a question, and she came out and I was like laughing, <laughs> and like could not keep a straight face. <laughs> so this is we are still continuing, um providing completely uncompelling content here but how how often is your is your laundry routine um so i i do it i i do it about every two weeks um uh-huh all right so i hate laundry <laughs> um 
I, I, who doesn't? And I, I imagine if you have to go to a yeah. laundromat, it's impossible um, not to. Yeah, so I do. I do like every two or three weeks. I mean, so there's there's my my clothes. There's Claire clothes. There's Claire's clothes, which she has to she's like hand. And then there's some stuff we both have to hand wash, and most of her workout stuff she can't put in a drying machine, so we have to put them out on mm-hmm. the rack and stuff like that. Um, and there's also like sheets and towels and stuff. Um, and all of this is on different intervals of schedules. Um, okay, I, I'm just now realizing <laughs> that. Well, not only not only is this uncompelling, but we could we could fill a whole hour with washer and dryer content. Maybe we'll save that for our spinoff. Um. Yeah, our spinoff of the condo verse, oh. which is will be like probably very the Jolie Carish theme. Oh my god, you've already you've got all these awful names on deck. I don't, I don't know how you do it, but I, I'll I'm, give you that. You you just come up with them on a snap. Yeah. It t- it takes a lot of smarts to come up with names as bad as I do. You you think those are yeah, smarts? I think they're smarts. Okay. Anyway, what 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 tidying have you been doing? I would just like to note that like this is supposed to be an inspirational podcast about how tidying is nice, and yours was just like fuck mm-hmm. shoveling. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. so Claire and I went through um some of our mugs, which is, um, you know, mugs, mugs are really nice. Um, they're very they're very satisfying to hold, and like I like a I like a ceramic mug with some heft to it. You know, just it just feel. Like ceramic things just feel nice to hold, uh, but we had mm-hmm. we had a little a little too many of them, and part of it was Claire was doing pottery for a while, so she had made a bunch of mugs, um, and so they were they were we had and they were like all like jammed in there, and it's definitely like looking at it now, it's much more, you know, it's it's sort of like it's easier to get things, and I put all like the the um i put all like i did the dishes and put stuff away it was easier because there was more space to move stuff around and not everything jammed in there and it was just it really was like tidying made my life just a little bit easier and better and so i think i think that really cuts to the heart of of what we're trying what what spark joy is about um but we we cut yeah so did did you actually pick up each mug and ask yourself if it sparked um no um but i was like (laughs) These two are my favorite, and mm-hmm. um, Claire was like, "I like these ones, and this is like the best one I ever made." And we can get rid of these ones, and we so we we cut down from like twelve mugs to like, I think four. So I think it was like five or six mugs. Um, yeah, and it, it's really it's really a huge improvement on the space, and it's also like, you know, it's it's just the two of us here. Um, we don't need six mugs really. I mean, we definitely didn't need 12, but it's, it's nice to have like different ones. Um, and if you have guests, yeah, I'm, I'm stuff, thinking of, yeah, I'm thinking of our mug situation now, and it's definitely a dozen to 20 mugs yeah. between the two of us. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, I definitely feel a lot better about just like even just like doing the dishes or like taking mugs out now that I know it's not going to be like just a little bit of a hassle to take stuff out, which I think, I think is is part of why tidying is good yeah i'd like to say though you you both do have some really nice mugs yeah. i remember admiring them when yeah I was that was, it was i think they're like 70 percent ones claire made so it's it's like like most things in my life it's it's 
Good job, her. <laughs> yeah, I think we have uh, a quarter of our mugs are like handmade or bought from like people we know, and the rest are. I mean, we have some that definitely are we could get rid of that don't mean anything other than at one point we we're like, oh, this is cute and I can drink coffee out of it, or this is something I like, so I should buy a coffee mug that represents it. Yeah. Which I think is how most people end up with a lot of coffee mugs. Yeah, that, that's... I mean, they're, they're like... Especially, like, I, they're, like, a classic dad gift also. I don't think that's relevant for either mm-hmm. of us right now, but it is, it is like, oh, hey, I'm gonna get this mug with, like, um, my parents' favorite thing on it. Or, like, number one I have dad. a... Mug. Yeah, I I have a giant mug, um, like about the size of two mugs, uh, wide, and um, it's this class of like nineteen ninety or something, and I think I I got it for just someone gave it to me, and I don't know why I haven't thrown it away. That's a it's too it takes up too much space. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I inspired you to spark joy in your life. <laughs> I, I've actually have been doing some some um, tidying and like last year when I first started getting into um, Marie Kondo's books or as you said <laughs> just her manga <laughs> <laughs> I went I went through my wardrobe and I got rid of probably three quarters of everything and then I did it again this year or this uh, this last December and I got rid of another. Um, maybe quarter of my clothes and I still feel like I have way mm-hmm. too much but I have them all in, in garbage bags ready to donate yeah I, I feel like and... there definitely is like a like a first pass where you can just be like really like get through a bunch of stuff quick and then you have some stuff that you mm-hmm. really need to like I find that like there's some stuff I need to just like contemplate for a bit before I can get rid of it and just like yeah. I'm I, I'll be like I'll be like, I'm not ready for this one to go yet. I'm gonna be soon, but I need I need a little more time with it. Yeah. But this the second time I did it, it went by really quick because I'd done it last mm-hmm. year. And a lot of the clothes last year that I, I kept and I was like, Oh, I I still will wear this. And then this year I remembered that and then realized no, I did not wear it and it did not spark joy in the the, the year between. And so I, it was easy to get mm-hmm. rid of them. Yeah. Well, that was a nice segment. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Marie Kondo's Haters Club. You wanted to call it Marie Kondo's Player Haters Club. Yep, I did. It's a great and name. I I will know. Like I'll give you that much that you. I'll mention. The name that you wanted to well, call Well, when we release this, we'll see what the fans say. <laughs> the fan, who do you think is going to listen to this? Um, Who do you think we haven't driven away yet? I don't know. Well, if you made it this far, I so, trust your judgment. Or I don't trust your judgment. <laughs> no, I, I do not. We need to just bring so out this we segment wanted... and ask people their opinion. Do some consumer yeah, we, research. I... This week, uh, we wanted to highlight this tweet and article from The Cut. Um, quick summary of it of on, on the tweet. To live as Marie Kondo recommends requires a faith in a continuing abundance and prosperity that I was raised not to have. How can you whittle your sock drawer down to six joyful pairs 
when you know full well that socks wear out. You read the article, yeah, I did. right? Um, you can expand yeah, well, on this. Well, first off, I will say I I have more than six pairs of socks because my feet get really smelly, mm-hmm. and if I don't do that, it's bad. So, <laughs> thanks for the yeah, sock yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, and I'm not about to just wear sock do my do my sock laundry every week, or, or like more than mm-hmm. every week if I have six. But anyway, I feel like I understand a bit where this is coming from because i've always been like socks i, I kind of hate socks but i need to wear them because otherwise my feet smell and so anyway <laughs> sorry well here's the thing i don't think marie Kondo ever says you need to have just six socks <laughs> you can have you can have 20 20 pairs that bring you joy yeah well i mean i mean it's sort of it's sort of i talked about this a little bit last time but like spark joy seemed like such a high standard to me but i don't even think I think I think she sort of says that like um you know you can you can understand that like you have too much stuff and you know when you're like closed yours are like overstuffed and it's just sort of like hard to get the things you want then you sort of have too much stuff and some of that stuff is bringing negative negativeness to your life because it's making you hard to get dressed every day um Mm-hmm. And and so it's important, like when you're in that situation, it's important to recognize it and um, and to 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 sort of like figure out a way of like, okay, how do I pare down to just the socks I like? Um, and then so that was, that was like the sock situation. Uh, and so I read the article some more, and I think it talks a little a lot about sort of it's mainly about the like former part of this, um, sort of the continuing abundance idea, and like okay, like. You know, people who remember being kids or being raised by parents who remember like bad times where there wasn't enough stuff and needing to make like the ultimate use of everything. Um, mm-hmm. It talks about this this, fa- this phrase like perfectly fine, which is to say like, oh, like why would you throw that out? That's a perfectly fine like sock. You know, meanwhile the sock has like a bunch of holes in it. Um, yeah, and sort of this idea that like um you know like if things get dire enough like everything can be useful and they talk about having like um just like a box full of wires because the husband sometimes fixes things and so you never know what you're gonna need Mm -hmm. to fix it um and sort of like how this and then there's one i think which was the key trick um one of the article was they talked about having this like old old ass dank comforter um that they weren't using and they just kept at the foot of the bed forever and they knew they should get rid of it but they didn't and then one day their neighbors were like hey we just moved and our stuff hasn't arrived yet and the heat is out and it's really cold in our apartment can you give us like any any anything to keep us warm and they're like yes we have this miracle comforter that we saved and now you're going to be warm through the night um but i i feel like if a comforter was so bad i felt bad about using it myself because it was like dank and old i wouldn't want to give it to my neighbor but that's just Mm -hmm. me yeah um i don't know about this premise that this one situation it uh it worked out for you that you held on to this thing for two extra decades so yeah (laughs) like oh thank goodness because what you are you really going to act like you don't have extra blankets? Like, 
don't know. I I think I I don't agree with this. <laughs> like I I do like I as I mentioned in the last episode, like I grew up definitely in that sort of environment and mindset where you you hold on to everything, nothing goes to waste. Um, and you especially do not throw anything if it is perfectly throw anything away if it is perfectly fine because you can use it you can pass it down or um, you, like like they're arguing you never know when when um, you want something extra and I I realize that that's how I grew up and that is something that was ingrained and it stuck in me but that's doesn't have to be who you are you can let go of that at some point yeah and i th- I think i was raised in like a very similar way about like um you know like oh that's that's something that still has some use in it left but mm-hmm. i think you can have so much stuff that's taking up space that it damages your ability to like function in your house and feel okay in your house um i think it's i think it's just important to recognize that and sort of which I think, I think I think it was like a lot of resistance, but I think it, I think in some ways it can be a toxic attitude for a lot of situations to like never throw yeah. stuff away, and it can really be damaging to your ability to like have a, a home that makes you happy and that you can function in. And you could also just end up wearing lots of ratty looking clothes, and feel it's perfectly fine to do that. Which I mean, if that's if you can't afford to get new stuff, I can understand to replace it. But if you're just holding on to something because it seems perfectly fine and you've had it on, you've had it for several decades, and it's it has holes in it, the the collar's all fucked up, and it's <laughs> your your what is it? There's that commercial where that guy's on a date with a uh, is is it's supposed to be just like a normal crew neck t-shirt. It's looking like a V neck and it's all, it's all wobbly. <laughs> that's that's a good bit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not a good, it's not a good look. Yeah. It can be, Um, I think, I think it can be, it's very understandable, like why you have this attitude, but I think it's very easy for this, this attitude and outlook to become damaging Um, to like your, mm-hmm. your life situation. Can you talk a bit about, how you see that being um, well, the, like the, the big, you know, like I was talking about with the mugs and so like, okay, you know, I like these mugs and we had all these mugs and, um, but it, you know, when you have too much stuff in a place, it becomes hard to actually use that space You know, it becomes hard to put the mugs mm-hmm. away. It becomes hard to take the mugs out and it just adds a little bit of stress and annoyance to your day every day. Whereas like when you can tidy things up and have a little bit less stuff, it makes everything easier and sort of is less stuff you have to worry about. Yeah, let's carry that into talking about the the se- the second episode, and we can still talk about about the Marie Kondo having haters as well. But so in in this this episode, it covered the the family, the Akiyamas, Wendy and Ron, and they are. Um, I don't know. How do we want to describe them? Um, so the, the show described them as the empty nesters, which is to say mm-hmm. they, they had a, a multi-generational home that all their kids had left and gone to college to. And they, they had like basically like three generations worth of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it was definitely a sort of situation that we were talking about where they just held on to everything. Um, 
and they ended up accumulating a lot of stuff because it, it was perfectly fine or it brought them joy at one point so might as well hold on to it and then they end up their house every room completely packed with stuff with like christmas um, decorations and baseball cards and um just even their garage was like you couldn't even see the yeah, floor they had, they had like one room where it's just like oh yeah we don't go in that room anymore which is yeah you end up yeah you end up having rooms that you just don't go into anymore because you hold on to a lot yeah. of things um and and i think i think one th- one thing this is sort of this was this house was more in line with what I, would, what I was expecting when we had like the tidying up show and this house is like something that could have been mm-hmm. seen on like something like quarters where it's just like but it was still very respect it wasn't like look at like look at this and discuss it was like hey here's you know here's this room and here's why there's all this stuff in it and we're not gonna like make like a shock noise as we when we cut to it and like edit it to make it's just sort of like you know and so I, I thought it was very respectful about it and it was not like it was not yeah. like this is a mess we have to look at in disgust yeah and it's a it's a a situation you can imagine yourself getting into or people in mm-hmm. your family getting into uh, it's not as extreme as what you would see in hoarders and it, it certainly wasn't as um as dirty because yeah. they still kept a very clean home even if it was like packed to the gills yeah i was very with, impressed with by stuff that. that i mean they, there was like one shot where there was like a cat who was like sleeping on top of like a <laughs> pile of stuff in a room they couldn't get to and i was like how is that possibly not just like cat hair everywhere back there <laughs> Oh yeah, that that made me uneasy. Yeah, because it seemed unsafe. But I mean, cats are gonna do that. Um, yeah, it was a it was definitely an episode where you can see that they came from when they grew up struggling at some yeah. point, and so they had to hold on to everything that they had. Or and also a lot of it was a lot of memories that they had of their parents and of, of their kids of happier times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I, I, so my, my mom is like finally moving out of um, my childhood home that I grew up in from the age of like two. Um, And she's, she's (laughs) moving out. And so we're starting to like go through everything and it's, it's like a little bit of the situation. It's not as bad as this, but it is like a lot of accumulated stuff. And like, some of it is like, perfectly good stuff um in, in the sense that like oh this is like something something someone could have used for so we can't get rid of it and some of it is like very sentimental stuff and i think um i started you know last time i was home i st- i went through like my room um and you know i think i'm gonna have to like go home at some point to help my mom clean stuff out um and all that and i think i think it's i i related to this episode in that sense a lot um Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. So how how long have you been go? Have has she been going through that process? Um, so she just started like a couple months ago. Um. So yeah. Um. She said she said she's like constantly like taking trash bags of stuff out, and like I I took a lot of trash yeah. out. Um. You know, and I had to go through my room, and like there was some goofy shit in there, and I sort of like. <laughs> I like condensed. I had like gone through my room, um, a couple of, like a year or two after I'd gone back from college at some point, and like really condensed it down and got rid of a lot of old stuff. But 
I did it. I did, you know, still a bunch of junk in there. And I went through like a lot of like drawers. I think, I think Claire was like, I just opened a drawer and it was full of screws and nothing else. And then I was like, <laughs> she was like, what, you, what is this? And I was like, I don't know. Is yeah, your collection? Just like, I had like, <laughs> I used to like take, I used to like find stuff and like take stuff apart, uh, like old stuff. And so I guess I just put all the screws in there. And I went, I threw into a, a lot of my old art. Um, you know, I made it in like kindergarten. Oh, you got to share your, yeah, um, I, <laughs> I made it, I made an acronym for my name in, in like for my second grade English class and the why, uh-huh. you know, like, I don't, like, I don't know. You got, you got an E, so you're lucky. You don't know what it's like to have a name that begins with the letter K. Um, cause there's like, there's like uh-huh. five words that begin with the letter K. Um, uh-huh. so like anytime it was like, oh, we're going to like, everyone's going to have like an animal and it's like, all right, kangaroo or koala. And then there's like, it's like four K's in your class. There's like a Kyle and a Kevin and you're all just like, who gets Karen. what animal? And then you're like, all right, I guess we're going to have two kangaroos. Anyway, my, my, my why was yikes, right? It's like crazy. Uh, <laughs> wait what was the full acronym I'll, like, I'll have to uh, I'll, I'll, I'll find a picture of it we can we can post it with the show notes or something <laughs> yeah yikes writes like yeah. crazy Chum was was oddly <laughs> oddly prescient about my life there i think i think one of them was like really neat and i was like that just isn't true i was like not neat mm-hmm. then and i'm not neat now oh, but yeah I feel like we, if your name begins with an E, that's also kind of difficult. Uh, for we can for, we can check the official Scrabble dictionary, Eric. But I think I think uh-huh. K's got you. <laughs> Obviously, if your name is like Xavier, then like you you got us all beat. But yeah, I don't know how many of those there are. Or, is, or even with if it starts with a Z, if your if your name is oh yeah, Zacharias. Yeah, yeah Z Z's pretty bad. Or like Quentin. But I think Xavier's the worst. Yeah, easily. Well, no, no, not easily, because Q is is also like okay, I don't know where, where we're going with that. <laughs> so I'm going through the same thing or I did go through the same thing mm-hmm. with my mom packing up her home that she lived in for shit let me think 20 years and moving all the stuff she accumulated down to florida and i mean just going back to what we were talking about where even if that was the kind of environment you grew into and the way you grew up it's okay to let it go like i saw what happens if you don't let it go and if you have way too much stuff and then you just never get rid of anything and your home just has way too much stuff in it with with my mom and seeing her try to get rid of things before her move and not mm-hmm. being able to. Like, she got rid of a lot of things, but right now she has a lot of it packed into my sister's house while she waits for her mm-hmm. house to be built down in Florida. And I don't know why she didn't put it in her pod, but just... Now it's my sister's problem having all this furniture and all this random stuff in mm-hmm. boxes that 
are just taking up space in her garage and in different rooms in her house. And it really becomes a, a really hard for you to get a problem. That's hard for you yeah. to get rid of. If you, if you let it, if you let it become like, that. yeah, I think that's, that's very true. Um, and you know, I was one, one thing is like, I think there's, there's a lot of sentimental value in a lot of stuff. And like, I remember like even going through my stuff, I'd be like, Oh, I remember I like, uh you know i like oh i remember like where this came from and there's like a story behind it and you remember that and like sometimes there's a fear that like when you get rid of it you know like you'll never remember that again because you know sort of like oh i found this thing and i hadn't thought about this in like six years or whatever um or like yeah um but so but i I think like when you find some of that stuff you know it's okay to like you know that's sort of what spark joy is and sort of but like also it's gonna be like a process of like Hey, I'm gonna go through stuff, and I'm gonna remember all this stuff. Um, you know, and, and did your did your mama did your mom end up giving you any stuff that she found? Like, oh, remember this? And uh, here, um, so it. one thing I found was I I found I actually gave her something because I I got went through my room. Um, she hasn't given me too much stuff yet. Um, we there we went through like all the books, which was there's a lot of them. Um, and um but i was i was i was going through and i found my like first grade book report on my family tree and it turned out my great uh-huh. great grandfather was um the mayor of yonville or something it was like some goofy ass place in the uk um and he had the like i had a picture of him and he's like a he's like a goofy chain around his neck it was like it was like comically large chain <laughs> And, I, and it it said my great it said his name was like Tompkins and I looked it up and his name was not Tompkins, but my 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 grandmother uh, didn't just like wrote his name wrong. <laughs> it was it was like she wrote down Thumpkins and his actual name was like Tompkins with like two letters different. Mm-hmm. And but I gave that to my mom and she and she was like oh, and I think there was like a, a lot of that which is sort of like you can have all this stuff. And like all this stuff makes it hard for you to actually get to the memories and stuff that's important to you. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and that you saw that in this episode where they're sort of like, Oh, we're finding, we're finding all this stuff we haven't seen in like years or like, you know, some of the stuff like that was like their great grandparents that they hadn't seen ever. Um, you know, cause it has been like literally like lost in their house for, for generations. Um, and so I, I think, I think that's part of where like, getting things down to a manageable amount of stuff that you can actually engage with the stuff that's important and sentimental to you is important. Yeah. I, I forgot where I, I heard this, but um, I, I remember someone saying something along the lines of like, when you buy something or when you, when you accumulate more and more things, the things that you already own, you appreciate less or you have, less appreciation to go around for those things and so when you're able to get rid of a lot of things that you don't value as much that don't spark joy with you you can reserve more of your appreciation for the things that really matter that you have yeah and that movie was fight club no it wasn't wasn't. really the fight club the fight club one (laughs) was like something about like the things you buy own you um yeah yeah but (laughs) 
which is really corny, but yeah, it's kind of. I, I kind of like, like oh, Fight yeah. Club. I mean, like obviously, like basically the... everything ever made about toxic masculinity, um, that's supposed to like satirize mm-hmm. it. Ever a bunch of dudes are like, yeah, let's just punch each other in the face. Um, well, I mean, which yeah. I actually, I think Chuck Palahniuk actually was just like, yeah, punching each other in the face. That sounds cool. And the movie was like mm-hmm. more actually satirizing toxic masculinity, but um, that's a conversation for another time. Well, yeah, let's, we can talk about that another time because I think I've heard the opposite on that. <laughs> that's uh, really funny. <laughs> um, where where were uh, we, we going? Were we talking about it was. Go I was. Go on. I was gonna say it was actually interesting because I was scared at at some points during the show because it didn't seem like they were getting rid of that much stuff yeah. at certain points of the Akiyamas, and but because you you would see um uh the the wife Wendy like when she's going through her clothes like every single thing she's like oh I want to keep this I want to keep this I want to keep this and then towards towards uh when they actually met up with uh, Marie Kondo so she could review things. She, she would reveal like, oh, I decided that no, I don't need to keep all these things that yeah. I said I was going to keep because I looked at this this pile. Yeah. And uh, I really did yeah. feel like they made a lot of progress and like they discovered a lot of stuff and you can really like see them be like, oh, this thing. I mean, I mean, I still th- I don't know about that amount of baseball cards was was a lot. I remember when I was mm-hmm. I, I had some baseball <laughs> cards and Claire was saying like, um, when when we were watching this episode, she's like, "Oh, this guy has a lot of baseball cards, just like you." And I was like, "Nah, nah. If this guy's been collecting baseball cards, he has a lot of baseball cards." In a way, I did not have a lot of baseball cards. You know, I had like, <laughs> you know, I had like five hundred baseball cards or something, which sounds like a lot, but like actually doesn't mm-hmm. take up that much space. Um, it was just like <laughs> they were all in like a badly organized box, like thrown all about. And he had like, he must have had like, you know, like hundreds of thousands of baseball cards or something yeah because he had he had the legit filing boxes to to hold them in and i i was amazed that he actually went through them by hand he was like 90 percent of these are bad (laughs) yeah (laughs) like it's probably more than 90 percent um yeah yes both of us actually have card collections of some sort and I've I've just thrown it in the closet. Thankfully, it's not it's it's a fraction mm-hmm. of that. Like maybe like you were saying, like five hundred to a thousand cards, and I can put them all in one small box, or you know, one 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 of the one of the boxes that he had dozens of, and just put them in a corner and forget them. Yeah, there. Yeah, I. Um. Yeah, I'm. 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 I. I'm I'm keeping them for now, but I also have a lot of board games, and I need to get rid of some of them. And I think that's actually like a thing a lot of like nerdy nerdy guys have is like a lot of board games that, and like you don't play them all, um, and like it's it's, it's very very apparent here. And I need to like I get rid of some of them sometimes, but I need to do a better job of it. And maybe maybe we can really because have an episode where we we go through our board games. And we talk about how we did it and how it made our lives better. Because I feel like, do you do you actually have a big board? I like I didn't know. Um, I mean, I like they're all they're like there's like a box. There's like two boxes worth of them in um, two of the closets, which is like a fair amount of space for my tiny apartment. Um, mm-hmm. 
and yeah we can we can get into this sometime um and then we can trash all the youtubers who have uh who insist on putting their huge board game collections behind them as yeah they their yeah episodes. i'm i'm all about dumping on them <laughs> that'll be that'll be fun yeah, content. I, mean, I guess i guess the, part of it is they probably also play more board games but like you i know like we know like peter our friend he like tracks all the board games he plays and he plays a lot and i'd be mm-hmm. curious like what percentage of his collection he plays just like as like a baseline number yeah we could even we could bring him in because i think he also went through he, he con read his <laughs> his board game collection yeah so we can talk about that yeah, yeah that'd be a good episode be maybe great. maybe there'll be like a nerdy family we can do it for you know it would be great if we never recorded another episode and all these none of these plans came to fruition. <laughs> Just us talking. That about them. <laughs> you know it's more likely than than you listeners <laughs> think because we, we we've definitely abandoned other yeah. podcasts. <laughs> uh, something else I liked in this this episode, um, and it was interesting because it's a lot like the previous episode where it was a couple working together to tidy their home. And their relationship ended up a lot more close or peering more close at the end. But something about it was more likable in this one. Did you did you get yeah. that sense too? Yeah. I mean I think I mean part of part of it is they weren't talking yeah. about boning. Yeah, that's 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 an easy way to my heart is to not talk about boning. Um Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I felt like um well one thing I felt like uh ron actually ended up helping out like ron at first i was like oh this this ron seems like a bit of a clown he was like he was not he was, yeah, he was not very... interested he... in, in hearing what uh marie kondo had to say no i wouldn't say he wasn't interested he was just very um hesitant mm-hmm. very like he he was definitely he wasn't even in in the house when marie kondo came which yeah. how dare you like you you greet her like the queen she is and um he he definitely like stuck into the house after she had come in and made her introductions and he's like okay i'm gonna participate but he 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 ended up he ended up doing some stuff which i and like apparent um wendy was saying that he he got into it a little bit so i I felt like i felt like he he really like came together to like clean up and like appreciate a lot of the memories they had in the house um, and I remember them showing like pictures of like, here's us. Um, also, like her Wendy's hair when she was younger was fucking balling. Oh yeah, when they were both of them when they were younger, they yeah, were, like, movie I was, stars. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they really were. I was like, god damn, that her hair was amazing. They were a really attractive couple. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I was I also admired their like their their like living room or basement setup with their kids yeah. it looked like a fun time in their in yeah. their fun room it, yeah you you could really see the the growth or the difference from braun early in the episode and at the end because he was he was talking more he was like smiling he was like participating and because like really early on during the interviews wendy would do yeah. all the talking and like kind of just like he would his phrase that he said early on was like happy wife happy life and then he like sort of implying that he was just going to go along with whatever you think was going to happen exactly and i he was also when she was like sometimes i really like to like shop to hit him where it hurts in his in his pocketbook and i was like i don't Mm -hmm. there's something 
something going on here that like a better method of communication needs <laughs> should be should probably be happening there uh, but yeah it, it was it was kind of odd because again it kind of highlighted how much closer they were at the end because the way i don't know if this is just editing or um the way that the producers positioned this but early on she's she's kind of talking about how they have a great relationship where they're not actually all up in each other's business and there is actually a distance between them where they don't have to Mm -hmm. talk all the time and they're perfectly fine with it and just like i mean it's okay to be independent but sort of the way that they're presenting it was um that there there was a a coldness or distance between them and they warmed up more. I, I will say the there is a lot of power in like having, having a relationship where you can feel okay just being around that another person without needing to, you know, like I feel like I've definitely been like, you know, when you like first meet someone and you're like talking for a bit and they get really quiet, it's a really bad sign. Um, and it can, it's sort mm-hmm. of a, a long time and sort of a powerful relationship where in which, you can become okay with the silence around another person and sort of understand them without talking. Um, and mm-hmm. there can be a bit of that, but I also think there was like a little bit of like, they definitely like reconnected in a way through like a lot of the shared memories. Like it was a lot of like, Oh, I remember this. And I think that was, that was really powerful. Another heartwarming episode of the life changing magic tidying up. Indeed. So, is that it we're for got, our episode? <laughs> we got to talk about what we learned. I think we, I think we covered a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, we're gonna go to that. What, what have we learned? I mean, I just, re- in this I, episode. I, I wasn't prepared or, for this. Okay, I'll, I'll go into it. Um, I think it's okay if you do have six pairs of socks. You don't need to. You can have ten pairs of. So- how, how, what do you think is an appropriate amount of socks that? you should have i i guess it depends on your activity because like i definitely have like i have about 10 socks that i wear specifically for gym activities and then i have like around eight to ten for work of different colors and then i have oh this is really compelling content (laughs) and then like another half dozen for just wearing around the house when it's yeah um i mean i hate i hate wearing socks around the house um I I have like weird circulation, so if I put if I wear socks, my feet get really sweaty and awful. Um, they like overheat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's like, why why do we keep returning to your sweaty feet? It's difficult being me. (laughs) Um, but I I have like I have like twenty socks or so. Um, some of them I would not say spark joy in me, but I wear them anyway. I'm, I'm slowly going through my collections, like picking up. Like every now and then when I'll see a sale on some socks I want and that I think will spark joy, I'll pick them up and then I'll get yeah. rid of some other ones. I definitely ones. have some socks that I would like to because... get rid of, I think. So I will I will I will maybe be on the lookout for new socks so I can get rid of them. Cause I... Yeah. And, and to to address the cuts the cuts question, um how can you whittle your sock drawer down to six joyful pairs when you know full well that socks wear out? As I as I told you earlier, the answer to that is to get darn tough socks because they have a they have a lifetime yeah. warranty, and they're really great merino wool socks. And when they wear out, they will just replace them, no question asked. I mean, 
if you, I mean, I, I think the point is that you might not have money to buy the socks, and so buying buying these high end expensive socks might not be an option. That's true, but I'm saying like they're thirteen dollars socks that will yeah, last. They're you for definitely the rest a good deal. Life. Um, and this is suspiciously close to you getting me to endorse a product, so I'm gonna be quiet now. <laughs> well we'll include the eric's, affiliate eric's links amazon affiliate we got link which i will uh um, yeah i will pretend to be too good for <laughs> we have to make we have to feed ourselves somehow how are we gonna pay That's for these a good socks point. um well i mean we should we should just have like we should have like people send us socks no like, we should have like amazon wish lists and have, oh okay like, sugar daddy i thought you were gonna say like used socks because as as I was conmarrying my wardrobe, I definitely like did not include socks in the stuff I wanted was gonna donate because Yeah. I don't think people want used socks. I don't think they do. Um what do I you... don't know if that's just it's a it, we should have that rule, but there's definitely that's definitely the feeling I get. Yeah. You can like I've been gifted socks before that I've donated because I didn't intend mm. on wearing them. Yeah. So that's I got situation. some great socks in my office, White Elephant. Uh huh. They're like deeply workplace inappropriate. They have marijuana leaves on them, and they say <laughs> "high on life." And I was like, someone opened them up, and I was like, "That was a bold choice to bring that to your office, White Elephant." Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like looking around at all the stuff, and I was like, there were about two things I would actually use, and the socks were one of them. Um. Which white white elephants great way to accumulate stuff you should you don't want. Um, I got, I didn't even mean to be in this white elephant. I got conned again, um, but I I'm very happy with my my like high on life socks that I got at a at a workplace event. Do you actually wear them to work, or is it you can only wear them at home? Um, I wear them to work because they're covered up by my pant legs slash boots. Uh huh. Uh, but I would I would not wear them during this. All right, there's I guess that's something I learned that I didn't want to learn. Yeah, you learned all about my feet today. Yeah. I all right, we get we got to get off the, the Kenny feet cast. So oh, you know what I learned? I yeah. learned that you're not actually an expert, um, and you misrepresented yourself and what we we're going to be doing this podcast. Yep. Ru- ruse again, Kenny. I know. <laughs> you. <laughs> I, I really I, walked I don't, into this. Point. You know, I don't care. Maybe I maybe I did represent myself, misrepresent myself. Maybe so. So what? What what are you gonna do about it? You're just we're we're deep into the second episode. We're not gonna cancel it now. I'm gonna replace you with Claire, who actually knows way more about uh, Marie Kondo and Con Marie. You know, that would probably be a lot more listenable than this. It probably would. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank, thank you, listeners, for sitting through I, this. For I think, th- I think, thank you, listener, would be would be more accurate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do, you, do you think anyone like I? I, I, sh- I wonder if even uh, Alexis would listen to this. If, uh, if my wife, I, I would think, I, think I can get Claire. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you all for listening to Kenny's Feetcast, and um. <laughs> Look, look forward to to episode three and um, our apologies for that one. <laughs>